Hey, everybody, just before we get started with this week's episode, I just wanted to give you a quick trigger warning. We do talk about sexual assault during this episode, so just wanted to give you all a heads up. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. And this is a podcast where a seasoned romance reader and a newbie romance reader discuss romance novels. Oh, yes. This week, you're in for a treat. Oh, uh-huh. We read a an amazing book. Yes. And it has been pure torture because we have spent the last 24 hours together and not allowed to talk about this. Yes. And it, it literally the only thing I've, I've thought of wanted to talk about. Yes. So, of course, we read this week Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. I suppose it all started last night. It was pretty ordinary overall. I came home after a long day of working the drive through teller window at the bank, nuked a lean cuisine, ate it while watching TV, and dozed off on the couch before stumbling to bed. Not exactly the life of the party, but hey, it was a Tuesday, and Tuesdays were all work, no play. I went to sleep, and from there, shit got weird. It is book one of 16. <laughs> oh, gee, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And, yeah. she, and this book only came out in 2015, so somebody is banging them out. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, but before we get to all that... You had a very romance-filled week. I did. So tell tell me about it. Well, you know how when uh, there, there's this thing that happens sometimes where you learn a new word mm-hmm. and say it's a word you never really heard before, and then all through that next couple days, you hear that word several times because I think you're more aware of it? Yeah. Well, I've been noticing uh, romance all around me, <laughs> but actually romance in the sense of people reading romance novels. Really? Yeah, and usually I I would take a look at what people were reading on the subway, but never paid super close attention unless I recognized the cover as to something that I'd read before or at least seen. And I was on my way home from work, and I saw this sweet little old man, mm-hmm. or at least in appearance was a sweet little old man, <laughs> who was straight up reading a Harlequin romance novel right there on the subway. Did you see what the title was? I didn't because my eyesight's not that great that oh. I could only see the Harlequin part and then I couldn't see mm-hmm. much else. But I was like, good for you, man. I like that he also didn't feel the need to cover it up because I think that's something that romance novel readers talk about sometimes is like yes. on the subway and stuff that you want to like have it be on your Kindle or something so people don't. Yeah. I don't know because there's a lot of – there's prejudice. Yes, I think there is and that's I think a thing that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. I think I struggle with that in, in regular life Yeah, is worrying too much about what th- people think of me in general but also the kind of pop culture I'm consuming almost. Mm-hmm. So reading stuff on the subway, if I feel like I have a book that isn't – it doesn't even have to be romance, but something that is light or dumb or reading a book about the insane clown posse or something and, <laughs> and being ashamed of like, why look at this idiot reading about, you know, uh, ICP, you know, uh, and I'm not a fan, by the way, I just read a ton of books and I've read like three books about the insane clown posse because they're interesting as a concept, but yeah. they're awful as a band. But that's the kind of thing I would be ashamed to be seen with a book like that because it makes me seem either stupid or that I have bad taste, which brings me to my next story. I mean, what, you just really love subcultures. I, I do. I'm very interested in subcultures. and I don't have to necessarily be part of them mm-hmm. to be interested in them. Yeah. But then your next story, I interrupted you. No, no, that's okay. But my next story deals with that kind of, I don't want to call it shame because it's, it's shame makes it sound way stronger than it is. I guess mm-hmm. maybe like mild embarrassment that I really want to get over with this podcast because I don't think you should be ashamed about what you enjoy as Mm -hmm. long as it's not harmful to other people, Mm -hmm. right? And it it gives you genuine enjoyment. You should be proud of whatever you like Mm -hmm. because everybody's different. Everybody deserves to like what they like. So I was reading this book Mm -hmm. at work, but I was reading it on my Kindle. Okay. And... I read a lot. I'm known as the reader in where I work. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people read, but I'm constantly have a new book all the time. So everybody, I, I'll recommend books and I'll talk about books with people. So when I have my Kindle out, you know, they'll always ask, oh, what are you reading? And the funny thing is, is I could have lied because I was reading lied. Ice Planet Barbarians and I was in a really filthy part of it. Spoiler <laughs> alert, this book is fucking filthy. <laughs> 
And there's no other way to say it other than fucking filthy. I'm not trying to be, you know, filthy myself. There's no other way to describe this book. <laughs> so I'm reading this and I'm at a part, I'm at a very early part where it's very, it's it very sexual very quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's this young lady who works with me who was like, oh, what are you reading? And I was like, okay, I could lie. I could say I'm, I'm reading like the new Michael Poland or whatever, you know. But I was like, oh, I'm reading... It's called Ice Planet Barbarians. And she looked at me like I was waiting for the, like, is that a joke or because I'm a jokester at work. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're known far and wide for the sense of humor. Uh, yes. Then I did go into my explanation of, well, I'm doing this romance podcast mm-hmm. with my friend Aaron. And it, I'm new to them, so I'm, I'm reading them for the first time. And some of them she's read and she's a real big fan. And there was another girl sitting next to me, and she was like, oh, I'm a huge romance person. Really? And she's new. She was, like, very new. I had never met her before. And I mentioned uh, Kiss of the Highlander, and she was like, oh, well, Outlander is my favorite. So we were having a little bit of conversation. Mm -hmm. And then the girl who originally um, was asking me about it said, oh, you should let me know, you know, that when it comes out, the podcast, because I'd want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's more love for those books than – You'd expect, mm-hmm. but I felt so embarrassed, and I don't think it was just. It, it really didn't have anything to do with the fact that I'm a guy. Like I don't think the embarrassment came from that, but I think the embarrassment came from. It's it, people don't look at it as the same as other kinds of books, like literature wise. Yeah, and not that everything I read, like I said, I read a lot of stuff that isn't high literature, and probably a lot. Most of the stuff I read is not. Uh, what you would say is the real thinking man novels and stuff. I've read that stuff, but it's not my favorite thing to read, especially when you got an eight hour day and you want to relax and kind of get away from stuff. The reading, you know, reading a midlife crisis book is not something I necessarily want to read written by like a 56 year old white man. Like that's not, Mm. I'll get there. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get there, but I don't want to be there right now. So, so, but reading this, I I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell her and be proud of it. I did use the podcast as a caveat, but at but I some mean point, that's not a lie, though. You were not, reading it for the podcast, but I was I was trying to excuse it, mm-hmm. and I feel like I shouldn't have to excuse it. Mm-hmm. I want to get to the point where I don't. I'm not excusing myself. I'm reading these books because I enjoy them, mm-hmm. and I'll mention the podcast to plug it. Yeah, you got to plug that podcast. It's not going to be the reason why I like these or read these. Yeah, definitely, and well, and I think there is something about, um, you know, because I think I was. This went through the same thing where I was like reading romance, but I was like really secretive about it and I was embarrassed. And then I just finally started telling people. And then I was on another podcast talking about being a romance lover and they're like, oh, this is your guilty pleasure. I'm like, there's no guilt associated Mm -hmm. with it. I'm like, I feel guilty about other things in my life. The last thing I'm going to be guilty about is like what I read, Mm -hmm. like what what I enjoy. And also, I mean, there is something about... The fact that this is a genre dominated by women. There are men writers, but mm-hmm. the very few, um, and mostly read by women. Obviously, men read it as well, not just for podcasts. <laughs> no, there no. are men who just enjoy it. But like, although the guy in the subway, I hope he does have a podcast because oh, he was like seventy five years old. That would be so cool. We should get him on. I wish I would have had cards to give him. Yeah, be like, like, come on the pod. Come on the podcast. Yeah, but and there's something about making things that are about women or or that women primarily enjoy having it be less than a, mm-hmm. you like you said like a book about like a 56 year old man in a midlife crisis it's like at the end of the day like you said you're working an eight-hour day do you want to read about <laughs> ice planet barbarians or just some man staring at a wall like uh, yes i mean which is going to be more fun i i mean not to put anyone else down but it is no, like no you do want this level of escapism that romance gives you. And mm-hmm. not that romance can't be heavy and there are a lot of very heavy ones, but I think, um, yeah, but I'm happy that you're coming out and telling people about it and promoting the pod. Oh yeah. It's important. Yeah. It's, it's about, you know, it's about not getting rid of the shame completely, but managing your shame. Cause like <laughs> you said, the best we all could do. It resonated with me when you're like, I'm ashamed of a lot of other things. <laughs> and that's, that is me. I'm that same way. <laughs> I can feel guilty of a lot of things I've said, done, you oh, know. Exactly. But you know, if I want a little ice planet barbarian in my life, not saying that I do, we can get to the review. <laughs> all right. But yeah, I do feel like we have to get to the review cause I am very excited. Yeah. Judge a cover. Mm-hmm. What do we think of this cover? I think it basically shows you what it is. 
there there's no hiding this. There's no like, oh, this is actually like an intellectual. There's no cartoonish of it. No. Mm-mm. It's a I th- I mean it, it is a live action, right? These are actors. Yep. On this cover, it's a woman uh with her head thrown back in ecstasy. Mm-hmm. Um being embraced by a giant blue man. Here's the thing, though. A lot of the book is talking about his horns around his head. This no guy doesn't horns. have horns. Yep, no horns. Which I don't enjoy. Well, I, would the horns be blocking her ecstatic face? Oh, I pictured them like ram's horns. Uh, that they were, there would be an opening for her face to be. Yeah, I pictured them as being close to his head. But like she said, that's what like, I thought too. They're like mm-hmm. noses for those people. So mm-hmm. like everyone gets their own little nose. So you would say that this book was deceiving because. You were like, this guy doesn't have horns, and the what guy in the book has horns. I mean, I don't know. This is a thing with romance novels, and I would love it if we could ever talk to somebody who does do romance novel covers. Maybe we can email I would us. Love to. Oh, if you do, please email us. I would love to talk to you. But like, it happened on another book that I read this week. This week, I read Joanna Shoup's Four Hundred series, which I loved. But there's one book where it, they talk constantly about this woman being a redhead. Mm-hmm. And then on the cover, she's a brunette. And I'm like, it made me so mad. Yeah. It, I think a lot of this stuff is stock, almost. Stock photos. Yeah. Although this seems so specific. specific. It's specific enough, but yet not specific enough. Yeah. We <laughs> could have like, got more specific. Mm-hmm. I mean, he d- he does look very large. And so that's a big thing. But he's supposed to be really tall. And he's, I guess, holding her up mm-hmm. in this because she's above him. Oh, um, he's kneeling or something. He's kneeling. Yeah. Or he's lifting her up super high. He's very strong. Mm-hmm. All right, Clayton, tell me, what was this book about? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so our main character is a young lady named Georgie. Mm-hmm. Um, odd name, I thought. Uh, one of my best friend's names, so that was odd for me. Yes. Um, odd for both of us, I guess. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> Can I ask this question? Did you, when you heard it was, her name was Georgie, were you, did you for a second think about Georgie? Yeah. Did you think about her at any point during the, it quickly went away. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the book is about. We have a lead character. Her name is Georgie. She is abducted by aliens who have big basketball heads that I imagine were like the greys, like those uh, big-headed aliens that you see in all the sketches that people say they got abducted by. Okay. So she wakes up in a what she figures out is a spaceship with a bunch of other young women, and they're, uh, they're by themselves mm-hmm. at first. And one of the other women explains to her, you got abducted, and they do bad stuff to us, and don't scream because they hate it when you scream. So th- th- these freaky aliens show up. They pull one of the women who starts screaming aside and they rape her. Violently gang rape Vi- So violently gang rape her and they seem to be enjoying it. So right there, this is unlike any of the books we've re- read no. before. Something happens. They're going to they're gonna try to escape because Georgie is our hero and mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want that to happen to me. I got to get out of here. So I'm going to try and fight. But something else is happening. Uh, they don't even really get a chance to fight all that much because the spaceship crashes. Uh, the spaceship crashes crashes on a winter planet, a planet mm-hmm. that's super snowy, that Georgie thinks is, is uh, uh, the Earth, but another girl's like, this is not Earth. Mm-hmm. So Georgie's all busted up and broken, but she takes one of the alien spacesuits and goes out, and she stumbles across... Vectal, our ice planet barbarian. Our hero. Our hero. So they hook up. They have some adventures. We can get into the detail of that. Yeah. And then she eventually gets hit, gets him to come back and save the other girls. Mm-hmm. And then the other girls uh, get with the tribe. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're going to be uh, paired off? Mm-hmm. Well, the other part is... That there is a symbiote that she realizes that in order to exist on this planet, yes, you need to take in a symbiote called a key, qui, qui, um, and that is what makes it so you can acclimate to the planet and that mm-hmm. you can breathe because if you don't have the symbiote, you die within eight days. Yes, 
And the other thing is the qui is the thing that will start vibrating when you are with your mate and then you're supposed to mate for life. Yes. And you resonate. So you can resonate with somebody, which mm-hmm. means that your qui starts purring, mm-hmm. basically. And Vectal's qui starts purring when he sees Georgie. Yeah. So, but, but she doesn't have one. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a qui until later. Mm-hmm. And then also, a uh, big plot point, there's a lot, a lot of fucking in this book. <laughs> This is erotic. Like, I do think that there is a discussion to be had of what is erotica versus erotic romance. Yes. I do think this is erotic romance. I don't think this makes it to erotica. Okay, wow. Then what is erotica? Because, (laughs) holy shit. Like, I'm not a prude by any means. Not a prude. But I was... I did not expect this. I think it's so funny because I did not think that there was an abnormal amount of sex in this. Okay. I, I, I so but the books that we read previously have not had as much. I sex. mean, the last book that we did, or at least uh, the book that we did called the proposal. the proposal, which I really loved, was a modern romance, and they cut away from the sex. Yeah, and, and then they the did not cut no. away from the sex here. <laughs> no, no. I think this because yeah, there. I mean, there were four or five sex scenes, but this is also a um, hundred and eighty page book, mm-hmm. so it is. That's, that ends up being quite a significant amount. Yeah. Um, I think those are all the big plot points. Yes. So let's let's dissect it a little bit. I mean, I do think here's the thing. Well, did you like this book is a good question. I feel like I had a lot of – I feel like that – I. so I had never read this before. Mm-hmm. We read this. I literally read it yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. I found out about it because – a really wonderful uh, romance author named Sarah McLean has this fantastic list on her website of like 200 romances that she loves. And I, she was raving on Twitter about this. And I like remember looking at a good reason being like, this seems kind of odd, but like as a mental note, like, Oh, this is something that somebody that I admire really likes. So I might like it. So that's how we ended up reading it. And I think I thought it was going to be much sillier Mm -hmm. and how violent and terrible, terrorizing it is for those first 50 to 75 pages for a long time yes i was not prepared for Mm -hmm. and really like messed me up Mm -hmm. it was not good because and ultimately i did like it ultimately i will read more books in this series because i'm in yeah and i do love a series and you know what's going on with lisa she's the next one um but i but i i think we before we get into like all this silliness I do think we need to talk a little bit about Dominique, who is the woman who, like, shows up, is violently gang raped. And Mm -hmm. we spent a long time on that scene, which I felt was, I was just like, why are we here for so long? Ultimately, what ends up happening to her, we don't see her again Mm -hmm. until she's frozen dead in the snow. Yeah, she has... She has such a tragic story. Yeah, and I feel like I, I, I was just like, I don't understand what the author is doing with this. Because I'm like, whenever it's women, and especially that you would have women in this cage situation, like the threat of rape is already there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we know that is a possibility that it happened. But even you could just have it be the threat of death. But just that it would be a, a violent gang rape that we see. Mm-hmm. And then she gets no redemption, or not she, not redemption, but she gets no happy well, ending. Yes, Dominique does not get to have revenge, right? That revenge. we know of. I mean, do we know? Do we know if there is a book in this series that is from her point of view? God forbid. I hope not, because no. that'd be a horrible, depressing read. Mm-mm. But so that was what got me. Was that that rape was an attack? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't supposed to be erotic at all. It was supposed to be violent and disturbing. No, I don't think that was supposed to be erotic. Right? Because no. it wasn't at all. No. It, and not even like in a – it didn't seem like this was written in a problematic way where people would get off on this because this is a uh, a trope or something. No. It was straight up terrifying and gross. The other thing is it starts out with these women being kidnapped and they have to shit and piss in buckets. Yeah. And there's a point where the uh, Georgie is going to try to break free and she is going to like grab the uh, alien sentry's gun and stuff. And in the struggle, she gets covered in the shit bucket. Right. And she is covered in shit for the first half of this book. Mm -hmm. Not half, but the first quarter of this book, including, including when she stumbles upon Vectal 
and he disrobes her and gives her oral sex See, while that's, she's yeah. covered in shit. Well, it's her her clothes were covered clothes. in shit. No, no. Well, yes, but she was still had feces on her yeah. when he went down on her. That's okay. So that's the other thing. So then, the only sex that we've had is this like very violent, violent sex. rape, and then. Vectal finds her and I am very happy that we switched between Vectal and her point of view. Mm-hmm. I was nervous it was going to be just her point of view the whole time which I find hard. Yes. Does that happen a lot? Cause the Not o- a lot. Yeah. The the only books I've read have that uh, one that goes back and forth. Yeah. The There are some that are just one and I don't know. I don't find it as interesting. So Vectal is a hunter and so he, she gets trapped in one of his traps and then she he brings her to a cave and then immediately is like this is my resonance. This is my mate. And immediately goes down on her. Mm-hmm. And so she's awoken by him going down on her. A blue alien with horns. With horns. Going down on her. And then she's like, I'm kind of weirded out, but this also feels really good. He's amazing at oral sex. So she like comes. Uh-huh. I, I just felt that I was like, I just feel like if I am her, I You're would be. You're so traumatized. And the last you thing you want. not be traumatized? The last thing you want is to be sexual after yeah. you've seen that. Uh, happened to somebody that you, I mean, just met, but still that was going to happen to you if you didn't do anything. Yeah. So and that was also the day before pretty much. Yeah. There was not a lot of space Mm -hmm. to, Mm. to get over it. Um, So that I think immediately made me be like, I'm not, this isn't turning me on. No. Because I don't know. I don't know how I can, after reading that, get sexually excited by this book. Yeah. At least at first, because that was a, <laughs> you know, at first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I think that was a weird choice by the author. I Yeah, I do feel like the first, it, and it just, and it also seems like things that weren't necessary. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, there is definitely a cultural conversation around using rape as a catalyst for a main character, especially women. But that wasn't a catalyst for her. Mm-mm, no. It just was – there was no reason for it. And then her dying, I was so sad. And that's kind of where I stopped reading for the day because I was like, this fucking book, what is happening? I'm bummed out. I do feel like there's that. And then there's pretty much from her meeting Vectal on, it's like a different – Mm-hmm. vibe of the book and i did really enjoy that part yes and i found that part really fun but like the, i was just like so messed up by the, by the first part that it just seemed like it was such a long it was hard to then win me over to like like this book but i did i got there okay um what about you what are your feeling yeah i i was surprised i was surprised by how graphic this the the sex in this book was same, like I said, it was hard to overcome the uh, the beginning, mm-hmm. but I do think I'm into the uh, the trope of you know alien sex. Yeah, I think it's cool, and I'm into that. And it's something you can do in a book that you can't really do in other media. Porn, right? you porn, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> like when I was when I was reading this, is like I get why someone would read this instead of watching porn because you can't really make this not goofy in porn. Yeah. But what I found reading this book overall is that I missed I missed the romance because I didn't feel like this was a real good romance. Right. I didn't believe that they loved each other. Right. And because how could you? How could you? I mean, they just met, and he's got horns and a knobby dick. Well, um, the knob is three inches above. And I love how when she first sees his dick, she's like, he's hung like a horse. Uh-huh. Which also is a trope that I do find really exhausting because they, they're always men with the biggest dicks you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and a horse cock is so big. It's too big. On a person, it's so big. It'd be like trying to fuck a can of tennis balls. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to do that. No. Is that a trope? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a well-known trope. <laughs> um but then she's like, and then there's this like little knobby part, like three inches above his dick. Like, I wonder what that's for, like a little horn. I'm like, but, bitch, you know that's for your you clit. You know that's for your clit? <laughs> and, and why is this alien's like whole biology down there set up for human vaginas and butts? Because then when they go, um, when she turns around and they go uh, uh, doggy style, there's she- something that's <laughs> bumping ag- against her butthole oh, pleasurably. Yeah, yeah, as she should. But why was he made that way? I don't know. 
Yeah, and when she wants to do a doggy style, he's like, remember, we all have tails. We can't do it this way. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> wiggles her ass at him. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. But then the other thing that made me think, then why does he have that piece that would hit the butthole? Is it does something to the tail? Does it push the tail aside? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, why? So if they can't have, if they can't have doggy style sex, then why is his penis so great for, is it, it can't just be an accident. No. Also, dogs I mean, have tails and have doggy style sex. It makes me it makes me think that there has to be intelligent design. <laughs> <laughs> that there was a bigger thing going on. Absolutely. As to I mean, I think this book does prove the existence of um God. Yeah, because he would be like, okay, so just in case <laughs> that say a human that I created yeah. and these uh creatures that I created mm-hmm. meet somehow, mm-hmm. I gotta make it so that they can have the most pleasurable sex with each other as possible. <laughs> yeah. Because God he's omniscient. He thought of everything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean if if nothing else, I think Ruby Dixon is definitely a, a theist. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> but I do think yeah. And that's like that. I love how that's the worst thing we could say about her. Like the worst thing we've said so far is that she may <laughs> believe in God. Um, how? I mean, I also loved that there is a point where they go to a like an abandoned spaceship mm-hmm. that he didn't know about. Like that's the thing too. It's like these are intelligent people, and he had been going to this cave that was actually a spaceship. Yeah, he never figured that out. And nobody in the in the two hundred and eighty seven years they've been on that planet, like, was like, let's let's hit a button, see what happens. Like. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Those things must not do anything. They're yeah. not curious as people, I guess. But that's not true because he was very curious about her vagina. Oh, her yeah. third nipple. Her third nipple, which she is what cl- he called his clit. Her clit. Yeah. 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 So she hit some buttons and it's like, oh, um, it was a computer that was basically just like the, what's that called? Oh, from oh, the exposition computer. Yes, absolutely. And so she was just like, listen, I can speak every language. Also, mm-hmm. I have this thing. I can zap you so that you could speak his language. He could speak ours, which I was like, this is very convenient. But also, I like this. Like, let's have them talk to each other. I can't do this much longer. The game of there's a game uh, during the beginning where they can't understand each other's language and mm-hmm. they're using hand signals and they kind of hear things that sound a little bit understandable. So mm-hmm. they have enough of an ability to understand each other. But that. I was like, if this is going to be it for a long time, it's too much. Mm-hmm. We got to have her f- figure out what's happening. Now, there was one of the girls in the crash who had a translator. Mm-hmm. They had, I guess, one translator. These, yeah. these, they like these stapled ba- it to her ear yeah. and so she could understand all alien these languages. basketball head aliens did yeah. that. And so she comes into play and she's a translator for a little while. But mm-hmm. she's not our main love interest, so we needed... Georgie mm-hmm. to to be able to understand Vectal. Mm-hmm. So what do we think of Georgie? Georgie did not really have much of a personality for me. I, I of all of the heroines heroines that we have experienced so far in our books, she's the most in indescript. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I don't know much about her. I mean, she's not super smart like everybody in the other books that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she's dumb, but she just intelligence isn't like the main thing. She wasn't talking about quantum physics all the time. <laughs> and she's scrappy, which I like. She was yeah. tough because she said, we'll take on these uh, basketball heads because I'm not I'm not getting that, uh, you know, that treatment. So I like that. I like that she was bold. Uh-huh. She did play a little hard to get with Vectal, but not super hard to get. Oh, no. I mean, th- this was not a hard to get situation. Mm-mm. Because, and also, it was a shorter book. So her getting Conolingus and then submitting to him sexually with, with just full on penetrative sex was very quick. Yeah. Yeah, so I, both of them were kind of indescript for me, which is hard to say about a guy who <laughs> was like seven foot tall and blue and had curly horns on his head. Because oh, yeah. they describe him as eight feet tall, mm-hmm. blue. Which is so tall. Too tall. Mm-hmm. Eight feet tall, blue. His eyes, he has no like white in it. His eyes are just glow blue, mm-hmm. which is also terrifying. Yes. Horns. Yep. Fangs. Yes. Patches of suede, like she kept talking his, about his skin being suede, suedeish. Uh, yeah, um, four fingers, mm-hmm. three toes. Yes, because she tried to wear. Well, she tried to wear the other alien shoes, mm-hmm. and they didn't fit. But he was really obsessed with her feet because they had an extra toe. Yeah, he was into the five little five toes. Mm-hmm. So was he hot? 
I kept trying to think, I'm like, how can I make this as hot as possible in my mind? I don't know if I ever got there. Yeah, because it's so different than our us, uh, someone I would see on the street. Mm-hmm. That uh, he does seem like a monstrosity. Oh, he has a tail too. He has a tail, which I'm not not into. No, I don't hate the tail. And then long black hair, which was hard, the hardest part. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I guess he was a stud. I don't. He is. He is. I. I need other alien sex books to see mm-hmm. if he's a hot alien compared to other aliens in these books. Yeah, I think I would say. I'm not going to make a judgment as to whether he was uh, attractive or unattractive right now. Okay. We can come back to it. Yeah. We can call it the Vectal test. Yes. <laughs> Does it? Vectal will be the kind of middle. Okay. And then you're either hotter than Vectal or you're not as hot as Vectal. And we can move him from the center if we need to. Mm-hmm. I just don't know enough. If we're just finding a lot of people are less than Vectal, mm-hmm. then we know Vectal's hotter. Then he's hotter, so he gets moved up. Um, Georgie, I guess. What does she even look like? I don't know. Yeah, we never, she never, well, I guess it's also like he's an alien, so he's not going to be like, this is a hot woman or this is not a hot woman. He's just like, this is a woman. This is what women look like. Because it's just like, she has a flat face. Absolutely. And a nose and Mm -hmm. five toes. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of color there. But I think, um. I mean, so yeah, I would. (laughs) When you describe her like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say no. Yeah. I also felt like really quickly she was like, oh, okay, cool. There are aliens. Like uh, this, it was a novella, and but I do feel like there wasn't enough. To, like she had to make giant decisions. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, cool. Let's yeah, fine. Y- yeah, yeah. Where it was like, oh, oh, the other part that was bananas. So when they get back into the donut village where she's like in his cave, mm-hmm. it's warm there first. I mean, I was into all that. Yes. And then he, they can speak to each other now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to, I have to take care of you and my kit. And she's like, what's the kit? And he's like, oh, I can make you pregnant. That's why the key did it. Because the key only resonates with somebody who you can have can a baby hold with. his child, yes. She jumps up and starts screaming. And then it's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm pregnant. I'm late. And I was like, what? And I'm like, you were abducted from your bed. Mm-hmm. It has been all of four days. Yeah. Since you first had sex with him, maybe not even, maybe three. What the hell do you mean you're late? What does yeah. that mean? I, that was confusing, but that was... Also, the days are different um, lengths of time. Like, what? Yeah. I was just like, that. this is, in, this is insane. I know how the female rep- reproductive system works, and this is bullshit. And there are no questions like, am I going to die? Is this baby just going to, like come out of my uterus yeah like, it's gonna split me open it's yeah. is it gonna be like five foot tall right when it comes out you're like my alien boyfriend is eight feet tall yeah like what i just feel like she was very like oh but i like him he takes care of me so i guess it's fine and then wh- well you know i mean when's the last time you were on tinder is it hard it's out re- there? oh it's so hard out there i mean <laughs> come on Vectal is much better than anything would, that I'm finding. <laughs> Vectal would pass the Vectal test on Tinder. Yeah, on Tinder, yeah. But so that was the other thing is that I was thinking that baby, mommy, how'd you meet daddy? Well, I was on this ship with these basketball head aliens um, and I witnessed a very, very, very violent rape and then crashed, broke my wrist and I woke up, I was covered in shit and he was going down on me. Yeah. That's so what I meant. That's, that's, a meat, that's is that a meat the meat cute? cute? That was the meat cute in this book. What, I never felt a bath more than when she finally bathes. Yes, and she said she was cold, but the bath felt good. I was like, yeah, yeah let's worry about. Shit. Yeah, let's like you're cold. Let's not complain too much, okay? Yeah. But because the, then they have to decide. Because once you take the quee, mm-hmm. you can never leave that planet. Yes, because you can't survive anywhere else with the queen. And I felt like she was very quick to be like, yeah, I'll take the queen. Yeah, I'll take the queen. <laughs> I want to know more about Buy her situation on Earth. I know, because all we know, she's a drive a bank teller. Yes. She eats lean cuisine, <laughs> and she true. went to bed early. That's true. <laughs> you know what? Maybe this would be a better life than the one I have. Uh, yeah, and then she, when she goes back and she's like, all right, ladies, 
I'm pregnant. And they're all like, we can't leave this one alone for two seconds. And I'm like, why would I would have so oh, many more questions? I know. I have so many questions with my actual life friends who are married show up pregnant mm-hmm. that I I can't imagine if my friend who I'm like, hey, can you go see if there's berries out there for us to eat? And then she comes back four days later pregnant <laughs> She's with like, an alien boyfriend. And this dude's got a horse dick that hits me in the perfect place. So yeah. I'm going to play matchmaker. Which is like. Yeah, it hits you the perfect place, which is, like, up by your esophagus mm-hmm. also. Like, it's horrible. <laughs> so then she has to convince the other women to do it or not. But she's also, I mean, she is very hands-off on that. She's like, listen, I'm doing it because this guy knocked me up. But, like, you're up to you. <laughs> but you can if you want. Yeah, you can, you cannot. Also, these guys are going to start resonating with you. <laughs> yeah, that so, purring yeah. is just for one of you. Don't worry about it. Also, we got to break these other ladies out of these tubes. <laughs> yeah, the tubes. Well, they were the ones who, oh, God, imagine waking up to this. What? Like, they didn't even know they were abducted because they were in tubes. That's the thing that's crazy, too. And it, do you think the author was like, I can't write uh, 12 people right now. This is exhausting. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to put some in tubes. Um, we'll break open the tubes later. And then they, and then when she takes on the thing, mm-hmm. she passes out. And the then queen. she, the queen, and then she wakes up and she, he's like, yeah, everyone took it. I'm like, if somebody, because you have to cut your neck and put a worm in it. If I watch that happen to somebody and then they immediately drop down, I'd be like, no. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'll die. Yeah. Let's die then. Because like also, that decision is crazy to make because it's like either I die. Uh Uh-huh. Or I can literally never go home and I have to just like live on not Hoth. I hope that Georgie is somebody who makes decisions and sticks to them mm-hmm. and isn't somebody who just does stuff on a whim and then wants to get out of it because guess what georgie you're not getting out of this get out of this because that queen ain't getting out of you no that queen is vibrating yeah that queen making you real hot i do <laughs> think my husband might have a queen because he always runs very very hot, hot? yes and Could he resonates for you though he does yeah so yeah. does he purr sometimes in his constantly sleep? constantly purring mm-hmm. yeah It's a loud, loud, loud purr. (laughs) Yeah. How good could orgasms be that you would be like, I guess I'll give up um, Earth and everything I know and everyone I've ever met? I mean, if you're a bank teller, no offense. (laughs) I mean, listen, I don't have a great job either. I famously eat shit 24-7. So Mm -hmm. I do feel like I would be not as opposed to this life as maybe you would be. Okay. Who's in a relationship mm-hmm. with a great guy and, you know, uh, I think maybe I'm at the point in my, in my, in my dating uh, search that, you know what, uh, I wouldn't, if I woke up in a spaceship, I'd be like, okay, well, as long as the first part of this book doesn't happen, I'm not too against the second like part of this book. Like if you just woke up, you were covered in shit and a woman was blowing you and she was eight feet tall and blue. I, I have been to Mardi Gras, if you're asking. <laughs> um, no, I would be into it. Yes, yeah. of course. You would? Uh, yeah. Oh, so you would go? I would go. I think I would just die. Now, have you read more explicit sex scenes than this? It definitely is the most explicit of the books we've read. Okay. But, like, um, I didn't feel like anything in this book was insane. Okay. Because I, I was ready for it to be more insane based on what you were saying. But, no, like, that he talks about her cunt constantly? No. That he talks uh, about like what it feels yeah, like when she comes. Yeah, that's that's not that's not weird for these books. No. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, I just see that's the thing. I need to know that. Yeah. I mean, there's always a lot of talk of pre cum. Okay. There's always a lot of talk of moving that around the head of the penis. Yeah. So pre cum is a big deal. Well, I don't know if it's a big deal, but is that a trope? Pre cum. Pre cum. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like a book that's just about just the pre cum, and then they cut away. Pre-cum and me. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> pre-cum and me. Okay, so pre-cum's not a trope. Um, I've definitely heard, like, what it feels like for a man to experience a, a woman's orgasm before okay. when he's inside her. Cool. What else is, like, crazy? No, I guess it wasn't crazy. I don't want to make it sound like this was. Not crazy, but what was so explicit that you were like, this is wild. Well, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't used to reading. I mean, they don't talk about that in my Insane Clown Posse books. <laughs> <laughs> Will we read books more explicit than this? Um, Probably. Okay. Yeah, why not? I... I guess that what I can say about this book is that I did like it. I'm into alien sex, so if we want to read more alien sex, I'm down with that. But I find the lack of a true romantic heart to this, I missed it. Here's, yeah. I want to read, I think that's more, if I'm being candid, what I'm lacking in my life. Mm -hmm. Because 
the way the internet is, you have access to so much uh, erotic, uh, you know, uh, content, mm-hmm. porn. Uh, so the there's not much difference to me watching porn and reading this other than it's a little bit easier to get your mind into the alien existing because I'm not seeing him seeing him. Mm-hmm. But if, if someone tried to do that in a porn movie, I'd be like, this looks so fake. So I'm not saying this was a bad book and I didn't enjoy it, but I feel like if I was in a loving relationship, this I would have liked this book maybe a little bit more. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I do think also- Unless it's with an alien and then I'd be like, oh, well, I'm, this is every day for me, so yeah. why do I need to read this? You're like, another nub. <laughs> um, yeah, nubs aren't that great. Let's do Goodreads. Yes. List. I love this part. This is my favorite part I of the podcast. I love it, too. All right. First list. Me, Tarzan, Eugene. Yes. Which I thought was a great list. It's a great list. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, well, I mean, it is calling Vectal primitive mm-hmm. in a way, but it's, I think, communication, uh, having to overcome communication issues. Right. Well, and I think also when Tarzan first saw Jane, he was like, this is my first human woman I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Let's fuck. Cool. Um, and then this is my favorite thing. Uh, Mars needs women trope. Mars needs women. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, he's not doing the one stealing them. Yes, which I want. Important. I, I want to see him curious about that, but I'm not because I don't want to see what these basketball head aliens are doing. In the third book, they come back. Oh no! Okay, I can't read the third book. It's too much for me. Yeah. The next category: erotica and romances, men, vamps, and alien males with endowed and unique penises. Okay, this is a question for you. Yeah. Is this on the scale of unique penises? Is this a unique penis? That is a good question, though, because the nub is unique. Mm-hmm. The penis itself. It's a horse cock. It's, it's a big, it's just a big cock. Yeah. Huh. Which is like yawn. <laughs> it is so funny that it's like everything is different, but he still has um, balls and sperm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Okay, next is uh, Best Romance with Forced Arranged Marriage Mating Bonding. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. I would put it on that list. Forced, yeah. Because it is, it is forced. It is forced for her in a way. Because what choice does she have? She, yeah. I mean, he's not forcing himself other than... Her circumstances are kind of forcing her to do this. Right, and it's not him himself. No, like but, he didn't bring her to the planet. But it is also that this is like a survival relationship for her, and I don't yeah. know if I like that. No, because it's like yeah, I think if if I do think if there was a part of the book where she could have gone home mm-hmm. and decided not to because yeah. of him, I would be more comfortable. But this, it's sort of like the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, do I want to go back to the basketball heads? No. Yeah. Do I want to die on this planet in eight days? No. Right. He's got a great horse cock, but there's no love there. He is nice to her. He, he is, does treat that's her not very enough. well. But see, that's not enough. It isn't, no. Just because you treat somebody and you're nice, that doesn't mean that you should be like with them forever. You shouldn't yeah. have to be stuck with somebody just because they don't you know, make you shit in a bucket. I know. Next category. So any girls out there? <laughs> <laughs> if only, I mean, that Just might be the Just because you're part. not being made to shit in a bucket doesn't mean that he's the guy for you. Mm. Yeah. That's good advice. Thank you. Um, list of romance and sci-fi books with interesting mating rituals from other humanoid species. I guess the qui, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't like the idea of having something in my chest. That's why I need to get my ulcer checked out. <laughs> but um, I, I, I do think it's interesting. It adds a yeah. wrinkle. I like the purring. I think the purring's cool. Yeah, the purring is cool. I'd be with a girl that purred, mm-hmm. like her chest purred. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because I could imagine just like falling asleep with my ear on her chest to like some purring. It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, romances with forced seduction or rape by the hero. Yes, right? Yeah. Ugh, yeah, he does. For, have we talked about forced seduction yet? No. I guess we're about to. <laughs> this I mean, is where I feel like my innocence is being lost. Just explaining what forced seduction. So back in the day, mm-hmm. in the like 70s and 80s when romance started, up until like maybe even the 90s, um, women couldn't be seen as outwardly sexual. 
And any woman who wanted sex was seen as a bad girl. So in order for the romance novels to have the reader identify with a heroine, she would always have to not really want the sex to begin with. And he would keep having sex with her. And then eventually she would come around. Mm -hmm. So that was called forced seduction. Okay. Uh, It's rape. It is rape. All right. Questionable alphas. Dominant, possessive, jealous, controlling, sometimes scary, but always hot. I don't think he's an alpha. I know. I don't. He's definitely possessive of her, but in not a way that is like a gross possession. He is always just like, I care about her. I want to make sure she's safe. And and she's not suited for this planet. He Mm -hmm. has to protect her. Right. If he wasn't that attuned in wanting to protect her and watch out for her, she would literally die. Mm -hmm. Because she would have gotten eaten by those those, uh, crazy alien fish in the river when she tried to get in there. Yeah, she would and then when she fell into that little ice cave and it was all the the um ones with the big fangs, the Maluks. Yeah. All right. Best romance books ever. No. I would say no. I mean, I don't know. I've I, I think there's two books we've already read that I like better than this. Yeah. And it it was also 2094th out of 2626. So then I'm like, "Oh, maybe I would put it there too." Okay. I mean, if it is, that seems just like a list of all romance books ever. Yeah. So it should be on that list, obviously. It is a romance novel. Yeah. Uh, and then Hottest Dirty Talk. Did you find the Dirty Talk particularly no. hot? No, not really. I was really. trying to think, what was, I've definitely read other books with better Dirty Talk mm-hmm. in them. And I didn't feel like this, there was much Dirty Talk. No, not really. Other than him thinking about her. Yes. Cunt constantly. But that is not dirty talk. No, it's, that's dirty think. Yeah. <laughs> that's dirty inner monologue. Yeah. Is that a trope? Um, yeah. Yeah, good. Dirty inner monologue. I like that. <laughs> they couldn't communicate for the first few times they had sex. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think I would have to see it again to think of it. But it didn't stand out to me as being like particularly hot, dirty talk. If I was looking for a book with dirty talk and I found this one, I don't know if I'd be satisfied. Absolutely, yeah. I do think this is a great example of a trope that I don't read very often, mm-hmm. but it is really big in paranormal, which is faded pairs. So a faded pair is normally it's one part of the couple. Oh, fated. Fated. I thought you meant faded. Fated. Okay. Sorry. Faded pair. Faded pair. Faded pair. <laughs> I thought it was like two people who had fade haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> faded romance. Um, faded pairs. So it, yeah, and who is like, we are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. We, it was predestined for us to be together. And that's sort of what happens in this, where it's like they are predestined to be together. And what ends up happening with these stories is there isn't much romance because it's not the discovery. Because I think the discovery is the romance. Um, it's a higher power some whatever higher power you want to believe in, whether you're like this author and you believe mm. in God. <laughs> no, or you're – I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yes, it's like something uh, bigger than yourselves are bringing you together. Mm-hmm. I don't find that to be as romantic as two people who maybe have differences, mm-hmm. fall in love through – and have the choice. You have the choice. The, I, a choice is a very big thing for me, I think, in romance. I mm-hmm. want it to be a choice. Yeah. I mean, so that's a big one, and then uh-huh. alien sex, right? That's a trope. Oh, do we? Do you have? Do you have a list of tropes? Have you? Did you write them out? Or are you just gonna, let's just go through them? I have a few tropes that I wanted to see. Okay. Well, you you say what the real tropes are. I mean, I would, I would say that faded pairs. Okay. Non-human hero, human woman. Okay. Yeah. What are ones that you think? Blue balls. <laughs> um, Permanent blue balls. Permanent <laughs> blue balls. Nub sex. <laughs> Waste play. Waste? Oh. <laughs> no, they weren't getting off on it being sh- Who knows? He was super into going down on her when she was covered in shit. Well, her vagina wasn't covered in shit. Okay, well, who knows? Pre-cum? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that. like, I was trying to think if there's any other... I mean, the the pregnancy is a trope. Okay, pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Nonchalance? Um, is that a trope? Because she was super nonchalant about a lot of stuff. Nothing phases her. Yeah. Like, that so is amazing. So, faded pair, un, <laughs> unfazed <laughs> woman. Unfazed woman. <laughs> unfazed heroine. Yeah, she never freaked out about anything. No. I would be screaming the entire time. Like, I respect it, but also terrified by it. Because yeah. she should be freaked out. Yeah. You, nobody runs that cold 
it headed in the sense of not unemotional, but just, yep, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Just accepting. All right, yeah, now I get it. All right, now I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. All right, now I just, I'm going to live this cave with this eight foot tall man. Maybe she's been held up so many times as a bank teller that yeah. she's like, as long as they're not putting a gun in my face, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then she also keeps talking about how primitive they are. And I'm like, all right, that's a little judgy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's saying it in a pejorative way. Mm-hmm. Maybe they live better than us. Listen, there's not many of them, though. No, that's true. I mean, they're they're dying out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why the these humans are their kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The human women. I do love that they're like, guys, I, I discovered a new species. Like, we can fuck up. You can fuck up. Would that be your first question? When a scientist <laughs> comes and says, I've discovered a new species in the rainforest. Any questions? Can we fuck it? Yes. I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> yes, we can fuck it. It's got knobs. Um, it's uh, meant actually to st- stimulate the clitoris. Um, uh, when you're doing missionary, and then when you are uh, doing doggy style, it will um, play with your butthole in a very satisfying way. Any other questions? Did somebody already ask if we could have sex? Yes. <laughs> Please don't come in late to these meetings, okay? All right, we did it. We did it. We did it again. Yes. Um, so do we want to talk about um, how people can get in touch with us? Sure. So you can always uh, email us at learningthetropes at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at Learning Tropes, and we are on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. Mm-hmm. Please also rate, review, subscribe. Also, tell your friends about us. Yes. Tweet about us, Instagram me about us. Any other parting words? Please? Send me merch. <laughs> T shirts, totes. I keep sleeping on totes. I never mentioned totes. You do love a tote. I love a tote. You're Come a tote on. Guy. I, I read books. I need some place to hide my I, ICP books, my <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarian books. So mm-hmm. please give me a tote, beer koozies, luggage tags, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I will love you forever mm-hmm. if you do. I will resonate with you. Uh, definitely if you send me any kind of merch. So just email and say, hi, I got merch for Clayton, um, and I'll give you a P.O. box. <laughs> and I could give you my address. What am I, crazy? No, nobody can mail anything big to anyone in New York City, too. It's exactly. It'll just get stolen off of the... Imagine somebody sends me, like, a, a Ice Planet Barbarian, like, a beer koozie, and somebody steals it off my porch. If you got a shirt that was Ice Planet Barbarians, would you wear it? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of You'd have course. to. Of course I would. Oh, my. Can you imagine walking around the city with that? Like, who would come up to you and say something like that? would be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a social experiment. If you want to make him a shirt, make him a shirt. Oh, make me shirts. God, you're opening a new avenue. Yeah. Make, homemade merches would be my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Like, what are those pillows you can just, like, uh, make a pillow with, with uh, Ice Planet Barbarians on like it? Cross-stitch. Cross-stitch it. Yeah. yeah, use crafts. Take some some pasta and glue it on a piece of paper, <laughs> a construction paper, and oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, what's happening next week? Oh, we are reviewing a book called Dreaming of You. Yes, Derek Craven. We've brought him into our lives. I can't wait to see what you're going to think about it. This is a big, big, big book. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. If you haven't read Dreaming of You, do oh. yourself a favor. Please read it. Read Dreaming of You. And then come listen to us talk about it. That's how this works, people. All right. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.